Welcome into the Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis. Thank you for taking the opportunity to download this week's episode. I think I've got a great one lined up for you. This week's guest, Mr. Quincy Wilson. Mr. Weirton Steele himself will be joining us. But before we get to that interview, I want to remind you, if you enjoy the show, please make sure you swing by and hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, and also Google Podcasts, among some of the other ones. So make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you really like us or don't like us, make sure you swing by and leave us a review. Also, I want to remind you, if you enjoy the Touchdown City podcast and would like to support us, please swing by touchdowncity.com and uh, pick up a shirt, pick up some merch. All that helps us uh, move the show forward. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening every week and supporting the show. And uh, again, i got some great shows lined up for you. The last episode, I thought the Corey McIntyre episode was a great episode, a great insight on that man's career. And um, he went on to have a long NFL career, but he had to fight and claw. Great story by that former Mountaineer. And I've got some other great shows lined up for you. Coming up really soon, we're going to have Coach Bobby Bowden on. And also um, a dear friend of mine, Mr. Scott Bartlett, who is a longtime television veteran and has some background and some insight on the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens with the Mountaineer, the former Mountaineer Sports Network and the TV broadcasting that goes on at West Virginia University. But uh, in this episode, it's Quincy Wilson, and I want to remind you guys, if you are headed to Morgantown and need a place to stay, please look up mountaineerfield.com and check out Murph's Landing, one of the great Airbnbs in town. It's a great setup. It's where I stay when I come to town. And you can book that at mountaineerfieldhouse.com, and it's called Murph's Landing. So make sure you swing by there. Check that out. Get it booked for football, basketball. If you're moving your kids in or if you're just coming to visit Morgantown, it's one of the best places to stay. It's way better than any hotel. That's for sure. All right, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll be joined by Mr. Weirton Still himself, Quincy Wilson. We'll do that after this. Do you have cracked or sinking concrete? Don't spend a fortune replacing it. Concrete problems don't get better with time, but they do get better with Alford Home Solutions. Visit AlfordHomeSolutions.com and schedule a free estimate today. Hey, Montana fans. This is Corey McIntyre. You're listening to the Touchdown City Podcast. Welcome back to the Touchdown City Podcast. I'm Anthony Lewis, and I appreciate you downloading the show this week. And don't forget, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if you don't mind, swing by, maybe give us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. That's all good. And as promised, joining us this week, Mr. Quincy Wilson. How you been, man? My brother. Good to see you, man. You too, man. It's good to see you, man. I feel like... um, I think we had you on the other show that I was doing a few years ago, but it was by phone. Yeah. but uh, So I don't think we've been able to get face-to-face and, yeah, and yeah. sit and have a With, conversation. Without, without the, the craziness around the world, it's, it's good to, to find some bit of normal out there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, man. So I want to – there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. And first, let's, let's catch everybody up. Okay. Um, you know, tell us about the family. 
Well, uh, family's good. Uh, son just finished his first year at Ohio Dominican pre-med. Uh, pre-med? For, for, yeah, yeah. He, he, he followed in his dad's footsteps. <laughs> no. <Nah, laughs> he, he's, uh, I mean, he was valedictorian. He, he's, he's, he's awesome. Smart kid. Yeah, he's awesome. Smart kid. Uh, never had a bee in his life. He's continued that trend, so that's good. Sister just got married last week, so I saw back, that. Congratulations! That. I, was, I was very family. excited. She, her, and her husband are. Uh, her, I should say, her husband's a great guy. I've gotten to hang out with him a bunch. So, uh, pops and moms are all doing good. So, a, a, a lot of blessings out there. I should say with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, career-wise, you're you're here in the valley. I see you out. Yeah. Coaching down here with Coach yep. Pennington. Talk, talk. Tell me about yeah. the, what's going on in state, man. It all, you know, it all starts cra- at state. It's crazy because right? when you, when you, when you told me, you know, you want to talk, and you know, you kind of start thinking about what they're going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And this is my, I'm going into my 11th year of coaching, and I, it's hard to believe that. I did four years of operations at WU, the year at Glenville, and I'm going into my, you know, fifth season here at, at state. So, you know, time flies. You know, time flies. Uh, I absolutely do. What I love, I mean, coach with John and George, you know, my ex-teammates, you know, we're, <laughs> those are my brothers. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've turned, we've turned the place around. You know, we've, you know, redid the culture. Uh, we had fans in the stands. We got people excited about Yellow Jacket football. And, you know, we, we've been knocking on the door uh, pre-COVID in that 19 season. We played for the conference championship. Uh, we lost, but, you know, we, we played for it. So the guys have gotten a taste for it. Uh, we got to play this spring, which was awesome. And, um, you know, we're getting, we're getting ready for this season. So expectations are high. So I, I, always, I, always li- I always like that. You know, when people, you know, put expectations on you, it puts a target on you. That means you guys have to work that much harder, you know, to make sure people, you know, know what they're talking about. So, you know, career rise is going well, man. Of course, you know, look, looking forward to, uh, you know, moving up the ladder, as, as everyone says. But right now, I am living the dream. You know, I grew up here in the Valley, and – you know, state was never really known for being a powerhouse in football. Mm-hmm. Actually, they were kind of, you know, not to be disrespectful, but they were a little bit of a doormat, you know, over there for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the wrong culture set in Yeah, over there. Mentality, you know, the mentality wasn't right. Yeah. And, um, well, and so about when you college, said you changed Well, think about college football, and I've been at it on all levels. And I've seen the successes. I've seen championship teams. I've seen teams that have nearly done well. And the overall thing of great teams is – the players you got. If you have great players, guys that if I can go into a meeting room and say, hey, you know, today this is what we're going to do, and my guys take the message to the rest of the team, that's when you know you have a great culture. Mm-hmm. When, when you have guys in your locker room that say, well, hey, why are we running this when we should be doing that? Or why do we practice so much? And, th- and there's that little, that little bit of friction. You won't win those close games. And we, when we've, we've, won, we've won our fair share of close games because we're our connection. Mm-hmm. And we stay connected. We stay focused. If we get down, okay, we're going we're gonna to get back. If we need to make a stop, we're going to make a stop. We do what we got to do to win. So, uh, you know, when you say that about, you know, state back in the day, I say that's our history. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whether it's good or bad, that's our history. Right. And we're making history now. Right. So this is your time to leave your legacy. So yeah. you guys, you got a chance to say, well, hey, as a freshman, you know, the guys that have been here since I've been here, they could say we've never had a losing record. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've played for championships. Right. You know, their right, legacy right. is different, you know, from, from a guy like that. And the guys that keep on going that next year, that next year, you know. So it, it's awesome. And to see, like you said, for someone who lived here and you know someone to be to see me in the street and say, "Hey, man, you know, you guys are doing a good job down there." That's it's it's so gratifying. Yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, I think it's awesome that you're getting to coach with your teammates. Your yes. Former, you know, your former teammates, your brothers, as you called them. Um, what's that relationship like with you, you know, Coach Dr. Pennington? <laughs> yes, Dr. sir. Dr. Pennington. Yeah, author. Yeah, and author. Yeah, we had yeah. him on, we had him on uh, you know, he was here last last year talking about his book. And, yeah. And, um, but, you know, and then also George, George mm-hmm. Shell is over there with you. Yep. You know, who, who was in Morgantown with you. What's it like having, you know, three t- teammates who, who know each other well in and out? Well, it's awesome because, you know, of course, of course, you know, John is the offense coordinator, George is the defense coordinator, and they are some of the most smartest, brightest coaches in our business. Mm-hmm. So as a guy who came into coaching late, you know, I didn't go through the whole GA thing and interning and all that stuff. I kind of jumped into kind of just jumped into it. So to be around those guys, mm-hmm. it's awesome. You know, their process, you know, the way they game plan, the way they talk, the way they dive into it. Both of them have, you know, three kids, a wife. And, you know, they really have to put things aside, you know, because they, they, they're so in, into their, 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 their sport and, and, and into their craft. So uh, I'm in awe of them every day. You know, I tell them all the time, I like, you guys, uh, you know, you, got, we don't, you guys don't hear it enough, but you guys do such a great job, you know, at, especially at our level. You know, it's hard to keep kids, you know, one bad practice, a kid can want to transfer, you know. It's, right, it's, it, right. it's such college, college sports in general is just crazy. So the fact that we can – we can be able to get on our kids, coach them hard, coach them tough, and they respond to it like, all right, coach, I'm going to do better. Instead of taking the other side is a tribute you know, to the leadership that they show on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, t- I just talked to, I talked to Pat White um, maybe back in the winter. Mm-hmm. He had just left uh, USF. Yes. And we were talking about the coaching climate, and he was like, man, I, I was tired of having to recruit my kids every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to recruit them every yeah. day. Yeah. And the D1, it, it's, there's a lot more expectation because there's a lot more money involved. Mm-hmm. At our level, you know, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not paid like they are. So, you know, people in West Virginia expect Neil Brown to do well because, hell, they're paying them whatever right. they're paying them. And, you know, and that's, is that a fair? Hell no. Because, you know, th- this generation's different. Right. You know, they didn't grow up. I tell my kids all the time, my peewee coaches yell at us. They were mean. You know, they, you you late for practice, they made you run the hill. If you did this, right. they were, I mean, they were cussing you out. Right. These kids don't get yelled at to damn near college. Well, you that's got to be a shock to the system. Oh, it's, it's culture shock. Yeah. It's culture shock. So, and it's, not, and it's no knock against them. It's no knock against them. They just don't know better. It's like, you know, as a parent, you know, if you don't never yell at your kid and then one day someone else yells at them, you know, they don't, they don't right. know how to respond. So, right. you know, it, it, so it's, it's, a, it's a juggling act. And, and I think the first thing, especially with us, you have to earn these kids' trust. And once these kids trust you, now I can coach them like my son. And I tell them I can get on them, I'm going to yell at you, I'm going to get on you. But they know it's coming from a place of love and not from a pace of I'm trying to call you out or I'm trying to do this. Right. You know? Or as they say, you're disrespecting my man, you know, manhood type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me – what what's the goal? You know, going into twenty twenty one, what's the goal at state this year? What do you guys want to accomplish? Uh, we we're, we're going to have a team that's going to be competitive in every game. So the expectation is to win every game, and and every week we want to be one to know. You know, we have skill, we have O line, we we have everything in place. You know, we've been there for four. This is the fifth year. You know, we've gotten the kids we want to get there. Uh, we're continuing to add you know some great pieces along the way. And my expectations are high. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We played we, – we were the favorite 
uh, favor, you know, favoring our conference a couple years ago. And, you know, of course, Notre Dame and those guys are going to be really good. Charleston's really good. But we're really good as well. So mm-hmm. it's about time to take the next step, and that's what we're waiting for. We've won some good games. Now it's time to win those really big games, the, right. the pro, as we call the program changers. Um, you're an in-state kid. Yes. What's, what, do you, what do you think of the in-state talent? You know, oh, um, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been amazing. Like I said, I've been in coaching for 10 years, so I've gotten to see, you know, Swisser. And, you know, Dorian and, you know, these guys that have gone, you know, to these big schools and had success, you know, and right. the kids that have gone to West Virginia and had success. So the talent, especially at our level, the D2 level, is always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Now, is there always going to be Division One kids there? No. Uh, population-wise, we just don't I – mean, there's 145 schools that play f- football in the state. There's 145 in Dade County. Mm-hmm. You know, so just the pure numbers of it is not – and this is a rural state. You know, we our biggest cities are – will be little cities everywhere else. So we're never going to have that, but we have done a great job of identifying, identifying those kids. And when they are kids that can play for us or there's kids that may be happy somewhere, somewhere or unhappy somewhere else, we can recruit them to our place and say, hey, we have a great thing going, mm-hmm. great building, uh, great facilities, great coaches, come on down. And it hasn't always been that, been that way in the past. You, uh, let's go back a little bit. Um, Let's talk about WVU for you and yeah. being an in-state kid. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously you had offers, I believe, to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of the bigger school Wisconsin, am I right there? Wisconsin. I went on trips to Georgia, Northwestern yeah. Purdue. So, so Big Ten, Big East, uh, uh, definitely going, coming up. Uh, the home visits were awesome because I had like 20 set up. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know the word no. So anytime someone would be like, hey, we'd love to come see him. Like, yeah. And then yeah, finally my on. mom had to be like, hey. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking to people every night. Yeah, you know, I'm or sick you of, to, I ain't exactly, cooking that much dinner. Exactly. <laughs> so, what? But, so, and I say that only because I see how it is now, and in the in the joy recruiting brings to these kids. Right. And a lot of people are always like, well, "Man, you know, these kids just get, fall in love with this." I was like, "Well, yeah. There's nowhere else in their life that this is going to happen. You know, where someone's going to be saying, "You're the best. I want you. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get you." Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's, okay. you feed into it. It's like, it's like the hot girl in school. That's all she knows. She's used to getting hit on. She's used to say, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that treatment, you know, these, I understand it because I lived it. You know, if I got a letter, I was showing everybody. Hey, look, look who sent me a letter. If I yeah. had, if Don Nealon was in my, I was telling, hey, y'all come over. Coach Nealon will be here at 7 o'clock. I want people to hang around. So I see the excitement. So I never get mad at kids for recruiting. You know, I see some coaches that get turned off or the stuff they see on Twitter and all that. I'm like, no, this is – they're 17, 18 years old. They, I mean, that's – that's, this is the best part of their lives. And, they, and some of them will hang on to this part of their life for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, they might not never forget it. You, you, you know, just by saying that, you've changed my perspective on it. Because I was one of those people until just a just very second. They yeah. used to be like, man, I don't care that you got an offer. Like, yeah. you know yeah. – but, yeah, but to them, it's the world. Yeah, so it's the world. I'm glad and, you said that. that and, just and the fact, my and the fact that, and, and I, you know, some, most, you know, more, some guys are more get more attention than others. But you know, if a kid in West Virginia gets an offer from Wesleyan or West Virginia State, and they have 20 people like it, that is the that was the highlight of their life, yeah. and, the, and so we can't deny them that moment. But we also have to be ready for. I tell my guys, once you get here, you got to be ready to get de-recruited. Right. You, you know, so right. that, that, high, that high of recruiting is high. But once you get to school, it's time to get back to work. Yeah, so, you know, I, I was not a – I played some sport. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't good. <laughs> I wasn't good. I had other things. I was a button pusher. 
you know, I was good at other things. So, uh, you know, that changed my perspective. And, you know, I guess if somebody was recruiting me to come and go do something big yeah. in my profession, I would have felt the same way. But, yeah. you know, kind of back to being that in-state kid, mm-hmm. um, what does it say – what's it been like for you being Quincy – Wilson from Weirton that played at West Virginia. <laughs> you know what? It's it's awesome. You know, West Virginia is uh, it's a great state. It's a, there's great people here. There's there's so many people that are willing to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times it's just trying to find the right person to talk to the right person. It's all that's the one good thing about West Virginia. If I would say, hey, I'm trying to get into being a coal miner. Well, mm-hmm. Hey, go talk to such 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 such. You know, people want, are willing to help you. And you know, when I first got to West Virginia, the, kid, the kids on the team could never understand. You know, we had guys from Jersey, Pennsylvania, you know, all, all, all over. And this backup running back would get in the game and run for four yards or five yards, and the crowd would go crazy. Right. And they could not understand that. Like, what the hell? What the hell is so big about that? But, hey, I'm from the state. I played here. Most of the people got to watch me play in high school, right. you know, you know, with, you know, and, and there wasn't so much North and South, you know, as there is now, you know, you kind of had to hear about guys, you right. know, I would always hear about Jarrah house. And then in the senior year, they actually played some teams, you know, up our way. So I right. got to actually see him. I know about Chris year cause we played university, you know, so you kind of, it's not like now on Twitter, Hey, you hear about the guy from system? No. You go and you can go look at his highlights. You can do yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. Now you had to go read the newspaper or, 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 you know, had to do some research. So it was a little different. So, but with that said, you know, with word traveling like that, you know, these people remember your name. You know, hey, I remember that. They gave him weird. Or yeah. they might not know you or they might know, hey, number 12, the number 12K, where did he go? Yeah. When, oh, yeah, Wilson. Oh, you know, so they remember you. So the fact that, you know, I can go to West Virginia. Um, play as a freshman, and and then that next year, you know, me and Avon were neck and neck going at in spring. You know, he and I loved that because he was such a competitor. He was, he knew the offense back and forth. It made me have to step up my game. You know, we we lift and we run. We do all that stuff. We we had great competition, and then I had to go through the adversity of a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And everyone's always like, "Well, damn, you know, you could have played this and that." Well, who's to say my career would have been any different than it is now, you right. know, I, maybe the run doesn't happen, you know, because, hey, right. I graduate that next year in 02, you know, instead of redshirting, you know, or, you know, who's to say that uh, you just you just don't know, right. you know, but everything happens for a reason. So I always I always tell people my my career, I had to wait to play in high school, you know, my, uh, to be the man, and I had to wait to be the man once I got to W2. So I was, I was always pr- – ready and prepped for that, you know, that, that kind of transition. And once I got my chance, I knew I had to take advantage. You know, we, we were talking about the crazy world of college football today. Um, you would have been a prime example of a kid that maybe wanted to transfer. Cause yeah. you, you know, you came in and uh, you get there in 99. Yep. And you got yep. Cooper Played. Rigo yep. and you got Avon Coburn and you've got guys, you know, don't forget the new coaching staff. You know, okay. come there, Coach Neal for the first two years, and then Coach Rod and everyone comes in. And you know, as as you see now, new coaching staff stimulizes for a lot of kids. Well, I'm, I got to go somewhere else. Right. I don't fit their system. Or I don't do this system. You always hear that hear that hear that excuse now. So, so yeah. But you know what? I I always took football. Always came easy to me. You know, I knew I, I knew I was big. I knew I was fast. I knew I could run. But I also like competition. 
So I was, you know, if it was great. Like I said, you know, I, I backed up the all-time leading rusher in our conference, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, he was the best. Yeah, <laughs> you ever. Know, be a, you, many, however long that conference was, he's at the top. And, and firstly, no one can ever break it because uh, there's no more the Big, Big East, East, right? no more Big East football. So to me, I love that. You know, I got to compete against Coop, and I knew everybody's strengths. I knew everybody's weaknesses, and I knew I had to tailor my game for that. So and that's what I always tell my guys. I was like, you know, you're never – there's no one that's going to be the finished product. Everyone has their strengths. Everyone has their weaknesses. But it's up to you, you know, to emphasize your strengths, you know, and know everybody else's weakness. So whenever you are competing with them, maybe you catch the ball better. You should be hopping in on those scaly reps or the times where it's time to catch the ball mm-hmm. and showcasing your talent. If you're a better power runner, you should be in the inside. You should, you know, so learn your strengths so then you can shine. When I put on that film and I say, well, man, this kid is really, this really kid is really gets it. He really knows what they're doing. And, and that's what I did. I knew my strengths and I knew, you know, once I got in there, you know, I knew the certain plays. I was like, I hope to call that play, call that play. Yeah. I knew, I knew if they called it, it, it was over. Um, I, I remember when you had that injury and, um, man, because that, that was that was tough to see. I remember seeing it, but I think when I look think back on it, I think it may have been a, a blessing oh, in yeah. disguise. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, you you were able to wait your turn and then be the man. Mm-hmm. And when you got your opportunity, you you were the man. You know, yeah. you had you opened up the season, had a hell of a game against Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, yep, yep. And, Big um, Ten defending Big Ten perennial. You know, Barry Alvarez and those guys yeah. and. Uh, and I tell my guys, you're always going. There's going to be adversity with everybody, you know. And everyone, you know, has this fairy tale. You know, I'm gonna come in and ball. I'm gonna do my thing. Right, right. And that's great. Those are called goals, and those are the stuff you work for. But your reality is what you deal with every day. Right. You know, what if you're not playing? You know, what if you're what if you are banged up? You know, what if you are struggling in school? We, you know, so adversity is going to hit you, but you don't know when. And it's the, and it's great because football is the greatest teacher of life. It's great. Yeah. We have 110 kids from all walks of life. We have black, white, you know, we have you know, African. You know, we have so many different cultures, yet we're all here for one, one goal. One team, yeah. We want, to be, we want to be Mountain East champs. We want to be mm-hmm. national champs. And your teammates, especially your college teammates, are your brothers for life. And that's why I always call George and John that, because we bled and sweat and, and – die for each other mm-hmm. and they taught us that you know one thing about i always tell coach people get on coach rod but he taught us culture you know that's your brother and you know if, if one of us is fighting we all better be fighting or we, we you know we we and we we believed in that and we and we in that second you know that second year it we took off you know because we we're like oh yeah that's what you guys were talking about mm-hmm. and we started that golden era you know from you know from 02 you know to 07 when they left we were a national team, not just the Big East team. Right. We were national. And, of course, Steve and those guys took it to a way another level. But right. But we had a hand in that. Right. We, oh, yeah. started, we started it, you know. So, it, it's awesome. So, that's why I always bring it back to football is it, it teaches you so much. And, you know, and, you know, for me, um, it, it's helped me because, like I said, I, I got a little bit of it in high school and I, and I kind of picked it, picked it up. And, you know, sometimes things just go great for everybody, great for me. And that's, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so there are the Michael Vicks and the Randy Mosses and, the you know, those guys are just, hey, they're, they're preset for it, you know, but that's their path. And they've always been on that path anyways. So, um, but, you know, everyone has their own story and, and you, you know, your success, to me, my success, you know, I wanted to be drafted. 
but my if I wasn't drafted, that doesn't mean my career wasn't what it was. You know, right. I, I think a lot of times we we, we hang our hat on why well, didn't rush for a thousand yards or I didn't throw fifteen touchdowns. Okay, but did you graduate? Yes. Are you healthy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have a chance to get a good job? Yes. Okay, well, you're a freaking success story, my man. Right. So it's kind of it's trying to flip that and, you know, trying to make that – especially this generation realize that. Yeah, I get a little upset when I hear people call somebody a bust. And yeah. I'm like, man, when you – Yeah, there's all this stuff about basketball. I don't know if you've been following, following the basketball stuff, but uh, Stephen A. Smith and all them guys, and they've all been going back and forth, you know, about you know, Kwame Brown and all that I, stuff. I, I yeah. try to uh, – listen – I've seen several people. I thought they were talking about the rapper Kwame, Kwame, for a minute. I didn't know what they were You're talking right. about. But look, I mean, you can say what you want about his career, but my man, any, if you've ever earned a paycheck playing a game, yeah, you're a success in, in my any book. sport too, and especially those sports like basketball, baseball. Those are international sports. Right, football. We just got to compete with Americans. Right, you know, you know. All right, you know, I got to be the guy from Texas. Basketball, baseball, hockey, track, you have to compete against the world. Right. So, like you said, anyone who can play, especially be drafted, and there's only two rounds in basketball. Yeah. So, and to be a number one pick, I mean, you can say what you want. Hey, he, he, he can say that. Any comment you can say, I can throw that right back at you. Well, I was yeah. the number one pick in the draft, bro. Yeah. Hey, you, you were terrible. I was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Man. But you didn't do this. I was the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't uh, – I, I mean, I see – I keep seeing his name and some yeah. memes and some pictures of him. And, um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like the term bust. You know, you, you mentioned, that, like, people that go undrafted, you know. Um, I, don't, I don't get that. You know, you, you don't have to be drafted to be a success. And like I said, if right. you've ever earned a paycheck playing a game that you love, um, you've, you've been a success somewhere. Right. I mean, you know, you look at um, – you know, last week you know we had Corey McIntyre on. Yeah, C Mac. You know, he this is a guy that um, you know didn't wasn't drafted, um, had to go to Europe twice, mm-hmm. and then sat out a year, and then eventually, eight years later, got his payday. Yeah, signed a signing bonus. Right, and made millions. You know, so it doesn't. Uh, you know. It doesn't come. It, sometimes it doesn't come instantly. You got to keep fighting and clawing yeah. and scratching. And, and 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 I get it. The natural tendency is to tear down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if someone's doing so, like LeBron, they always they're looking for something to tear them down. Well, he, you, well, you're good, but you ain't Jordan. You know, you, <laughs> you know, you, 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 there's always you know, and that's just and I get, and I get it, but it's it's also you know we have to take take a step back. For one, we can't be sensitive about it. Yeah, you know, I always tell people, "Hey, well, you, know, you I like, okay, well, that's fine. That's your opinion. Yeah, you know, it's all. Oh, I think we should do it. Cool. You know, you always give people their their respect. That's why there's all these social media stuff, anyways, so people can say whatever the heck they want. Like us, we just sit here every exactly. Sunday and exactly, say, and you're never wrong. Yeah, you're never wrong. You know, and I know people that talk about you know the Mountaineers and this and that, and you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Well, you, you know, know what they say about opinions, right? They're What's like that? assholes. Oh, yeah. You know, Amen. everybody's got one, brother. Amen. So, uh, you you talked earlier. You mentioned I wanted to here's something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you mentioned your, your your sister got married. The family came in. Um, your father, Otis Wilson. I just found this football card in one of my collect. I have. Uh, <laughs> I found this box of football cards. <laughs> Uh, at my in my mom's basement, there was your Atlanta Falcons card was in there. Oh yeah, and there was an Otis Wilson card in there. 
So I know you're a big Chicago Bears fan. Yes. Um, what do you remember? So you got to remember 1985, I was nine. Okay. So, so that was right I was when I was five. Right. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of getting tuned in. I had just watched my first World Series that mm-hmm. year. I watched – it was the Cardinals and the Royals. And then all of a sudden – this, these guys are rock stars. Mm-hmm. The 85 Bears yeah. are rock stars. They were stars. reality TV before reality TV. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember from that time? You know, or I, well, what know, stories can it's, you share? It's, it's funny because I, I feel like I've always been aware of my dad's celebrity, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, I was there. I, I've done the locker rooms. I've, um, you know, my man. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> That's how I feel. That's how I feel when I talk about my Bears. Um, but you know, I, I grew up with Jared, you know, so I knew Walter Payton, I knew Willie Galt, I knew Steve, Jim McMahon, I used to steal his headbands, you know, so I was always aware of the celebrity, you know, as a young, as a young age. So it never, it never was nothing to me. Those are, hey, those are my uncles or they right. beat me up, tie me up, you know, tie me up. So, um, but the, but the time I can say I was starstruck is, you know, they're playing a game against San Francisco and it was that next year. And they lost. They lost to them um, in the in, in the playoffs. They should they should have won, and they, they just won this day. And actually, I think they talk about this in the thirty for thirty. And this is why I, 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 it makes me laugh because I remember that. Mm-hmm. But they lost to San Francisco. I remember after being on the field and after the game, and I got to shake Jerry Rice and Joe Montana's hand. Mm. And I remember I could not wait to go to school and tell everybody, tell everybody. that I shook Joe Montana and Jerry Rice's hand. And and to and when you go to and like I said, I was six years old so we're talking about kindergarten so you go to a kindergartner you know go, go walk into a kindergarten class today and say hey i just met lebron and they so half of them will look at you like you're crazy or yeah. half will say is that pokey you know yeah i met, yeah. I met tom but, brady <laughs> exactly so i was but that's how i was i was already in tune tune with that with with the celebrity stuff so um and it helped me you know when i when i got got older because you know when i got to the league you know, I knew it was a business, and I knew it was this, and I knew it was that, and, you know, I'm in the locker room, in my locker, you know, here's Michael Vick, and here's Peerless Price, and here's Ward Dunn, and Ward Dunn was my dog. You know, I loved him. Florida State, I could tell you everything. He had the oh, old yeah. no <laughs> mouthpiece. He wore the knee braces. But now he's your teammate. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to separate that. You know, he had to separate that, that, that from stuff. So, But I knew that. You know, I knew. So um, it, it, was, it was crazy to think, think about that, but – that celebrity stuff, I've just felt like such when I was little, you know, I just had that, you know, I, like some kids are prodigies and they just get like, hey, this guy's been here before. Right. I feel like that's how I was with, with football. Like, I was, oh, good. You know, that, that's what we do. I don't know if you have you seen, um, I don't know if you've kept up or seen anything. Have you seen, you know, I guess Stephen Michael's not doing too well. I saw some pictures of him online. I don't know if you, how well you knew him. Or, well, well, him is my dad singing this band. So he was, my dad, you know, you know okay. he's and they're, and they're so close that group because mm. most of them are all still in Chicago, anyways. Right, right. Still do events and still do, still do stuff. So they 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 rallied behind him and they've yeah. done some stuff for him, some golf outings and you know, such events. Especially now with COVID, you know, Chicago starting to open up open up a lot a lot more than, than it was because they were one of the major cities that were like lock lock locked down. Right, so, right. You know, but you know, it, it was one of those things where you keep them in your prayers and you hope, yeah. you know, that, that things all work out. You know, um, I'm shocked I'm not a Bears fan. I mean, because I'm telling you, when I, I was nine, and that was the year 
that, you know, I would have been totally impressionable. I had a Refrigerator Perry um, oh, yeah. poster on my wall <laughs> in the course of Super Bowl Shuffle. Man, I had the 45. And it's the same thing with Fridge. Fridge, maybe before that 30 for 30, so we're talking maybe five, six years when that came out, he wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. They all found out about it, went down to South Carolina and, like, rallied behind it. You know, and that's why I talk about that brotherhood, you know, that, you know, it, it – oh, He's struggling. I'm struggling. Right. You know, you need something. You get. You know, you just you let me know because you know, we'll we'll get get you done and take, get you taken care of. What? Um, you, I know you're busy on Saturdays. You, you had time this year to to watch, but uh, you get to keep in touch with what's going on in Morgantown with the Mountaineers. Yeah. You know, uh, Coach Brown. He's he's open. You know, from day one, he's opened up the doors to us. You know, we went up there as a staff. You know, we met with their offensive staff. Um, you know, they met with our defense staff. Uh, I know some of the guys. Well, Jamal, you know, Jamal, he got a great, he got a great, great promotion going down to Georgia. Yeah, what a yeah. blessing for him. But Coach Castile's there, and you know, and there's still some, there's still some guys back there that I know, even from when I was coaching up there. So uh, definitely keep. T- I mean, that's my alma mater. So I'm always, you know, the first thing I, I'm looking at on my phone is, you know, to see what the Mountaineers, Mountaineers did. And then, of course, when we didn't get to play, I got to watch all their watch all their games this year. So um, it's awesome. And, and I hope, you know, people continue to, you know, let, you know, let things, you know, let him do his thing and uh, let, let him continue to build the brand, how he wants to build it. And, you know, we'll see what happens. What, what are your impressions of him? And I'll, then I'll tell you my impressions of him. Uh, you know what? I think um, the big 12 is changing. Mm-hmm. And just as, for instance, I was there when we first got there. So 2012 was our first year in the big 12. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course, that's the year we had Geno Smith, uh, Tavon Austin, Stedman Bailey. And you would think with those three, you would never lose a game. Right. And we were seven and five, I believe. Yeah, something like that. You know, so just off that, it's just the competition is, you know, there's no layups, as they say. You know, so you're competing against top-of-the-line talent every week. And I don't care if you're four and five. They could be easily be eight and two. You know, it's one of those deals. Where yeah. They, their record doesn't reflect what they're going. So, um, what we've realized about the Big Twelve is, uh, number one, you cannot wait to travel. It wears it. It wears on you. You know, tra- travel is huge. You know, some most of the trips. You know, I, I, for instance, you know, if we played a noon game, which it's a, it's eleven out there. You know, we were getting home here at one o'clock. So any other game that we play, if it was three thirty or a night game that was a road game, you could imagine we're getting home time right. sometime in the morning. So that's your prep time for next week. That's your you know your equipment staffs having to get back, drive the you know, truck back. You know, so there's, there's there's logistical stuff that people don't see. Of course, we do fly on a charter plane and, and all, that, all that stuff, but it, it's still travel. You know, anyone that's that's traveled can testify. I don't care if the flight's an hour. You know, you still got t- you spend more time at TSA doing this. You, you know, it's so travel. There's nothing great about travel. Right. (laughs) As I I remember, just, you know, the Big East days, you know, a trip to Syracuse was 45 minutes, but a trip to Miami was three hours. And it was a whole different type of flight, you know. Right. So these guys are doing the Miami trip. Right. So the travel, the travel, it it is an issue. I'm not, I I, I, I tell people that all the time. And so uh, to get to your point about what now is, you know, where the success, the success in that conference, you got to see. Well, who's been the successful? Oklahoma. What have they had? Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what, what? Texas. They have the best athletes in the country. They haven't had the best quarterback in the country. Right. You know. So you think of when Baylor was Baylor. They had 
RG3, Heisman Trophy quarterback. Right. So Jalen Hurt, you know, so Oklahoma, you know, they figured it out. Well, hell, we can get skill anywhere, but we need to really get these quarterbacks. So that, so you know, for us to take that next step in the Big Twelve, we need a Heisman caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, defense is defense. You know, I think, uh, I think, you know, no one in college. They, they don't. They don't lose sleep from giving up. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, not, not, it's not like the NFL mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, we gave them a hundred yards rushing today. I, I might lose my job." Yeah, offenses are designed. To, everyone, okay, Ben, don't break. We, we don't care about that. But you have to find that kind. And 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 like I said, I don't think they. We, we we've been close. You know, the last one I think is Will. I think Will Will Greer. Mm-hmm. And you sure. see, when we've had those kind of guys, you know, if you think of all of our top quarterbacks in our program. And look at what they did, and that that should that tells you all you need to know about yeah. what what it what it's going to take to get to that next level. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know in, in in the basketball side, I think national championships are won with guards. Yeah, and then on the football side, it's and what, won at and what have our best basketball teams been when we've had great guards, great yeah. guards. Yeah. Now everyone's like, we get these big guys. I was like, someone has to get those guys the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you got you gotta you gotta be able to control your team, and that's what the guards and that's what the quarterback and, does. And, and, and I, I seen I was watching Laker game. Look at Jamon Carter, you know, and he has scrapped and done his stuff to hang in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And in college, you would think he can walk on water, right? You know, Deshaun Butler, those kind of guys. So, you know, like to go back to your point about guys being blessed and all that stuff. Like, man, like think of our superstars, like guys that heroes, right? You know, and. And they didn't make it, or they got a taste of it. You know, they played a little bit, or they played over in Europe. And, and I'm so excited for TBC to see all these guys, you know, in a couple, couple right, in, yeah, in July, see all these guys come back. And all those guys are either in Europe or not, you are not playing. Mm-hmm. You know, those are all state, I mean, all conference guys. Yeah. So, national you know, names in the college. So, level. again, the, especially on the football side, uh, we need to get that caliber of guy. And it has to be draft. You know, draft, draft doesn't really mean anything. You have to get difference makers mm-hmm. at a position. Uh, for me, I think Neil Brown's a great football coach. He reminds me a lot of Coach Nealon. There's yeah. something about him that has that yeah. Coach Nealon ask, and it might just be his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I know you're you you think Coach Nealon's probably one of the greatest humans on the planet because <laughs> I think <laughs> a lot awesome. if you know him. Yeah, you probably. Well, think if you that. met him once, you you remember. Yeah, you know, he's sharp. You know, he, he's you know he's engaged. You know, he's. I mean, he was like I said. That's the reason why I went to WU is is for him and and but you know coaching and like I said that I, I I aspire to be a head coach and what I've seen is you know you're only as good as the people around you. So that's very true. You, know, you got to get quality, not just coaches, but quality recruiters, quality men. That these kids, like you said, hey, we can go coach. We can coach Pac-Man hard because we know, you know, he's going to respond. I'm, I'm talking about Gibby. You know, he, you know, Gibby, mm-hmm. him and Gibby had a great relationship. And they still talk to this day. So you have to have coaches that can connect. You know, for those kind of guys, you know, your your Pac-Man, your Chris, your your uh, Chris Henrys, you know, those kind of guys that there are your big time guys. There has to be a coach that connect can connect with them on that staff. You know, and they may not even be their position coach, but there has to be that guy on there that those guys, and I call them the the next tier guys, mm-hmm. can connect with. And and not not every staff has that. I, I think and West Virginia's had a ton of those over the year. I think of oh yeah, the I, Gibbies, 
Coach Galloway, Lonnie. Lonnie Galloway is a guy. Coach McGee. Coach McGee. You know, I think he was one of those guys. Beatty, Coach Beatty. You know, he, I think he Rick was Trickett. Great, he was a great recruiter. Coach Trickett. You know, he 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 was great. So, you know, Coach Castile. You know, those guys. So, that's that's where you know, head coach is good, and they're going to take all the flag, and they got to do all the coaching shows. Right, but right, right, right. It's the you know that eight that eight or nine man staff is, is huge. I'm gonna throw this at you, then we'll get out of here. We're gonna go uh, get have a meal, get some wings, catch up a little bit off the mic. But here's a it's a hot button question, and um, and I know that you've probably seen it from every perspective, um, and even maybe even thought about it when you were playing. But I just want to get your uh, opinion on, you know, paying football college mm-hmm. athletes today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of that talk. These right. kids want paid. Um, there's a lot of crazy things I've even seen where now they're trying to put together a high school basketball league that's going to pay these kids a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Which, well, but truthfully, I don't know why there isn't one of those yet. You know, if, which, I'm, if I was Mark Cuban or one of them guys that had a billion dollars, mm-hmm. I would I would already have an eight team league with that because I you know I would tell because my hook would be, well, if you're an NBA guy, why are you wasting time for college? Mm-hmm. See, that's not like that for football. Football is set. You gotta go. You have to be three years removed before you can enter the draft. So there's no. And it's been that way for for the arcade. Now basketball is more of a progressive. You know, baseball, you can get drafted out of high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, I would already have – I would have been done that. Right. Like Lamar, like Lamar Ball, they were talking about he was crazy. He had he, – he knew. He knew. He knew that, hey, these guys – and like you said, I get my four or five team league and just play each other, you know, and do that. But uh, as far as the pay for play, we got to remember, college is higher education. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, before we – you know, we go into that, you know, you're, these schools – it's, this is college, okay? So, first and foremost, we got to remember that. Second of all, the demand on the players and the athletes is huge, okay? And, and I, I've, I've, I've lived and breathed it, and I see – and it hasn't changed, you know, from – you know, now the, these kids have a little bit more of the social aspect at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that little bit more of that pressure. Hey, they can have a bad game, and 300 people on Twitter can bash them, yeah. you know, and they have to see that. And, and that, and that and it sucks, but, hey, get off Twitter. You know, <laughs> you know it is what we it is. We all have choices, right? But when you say pay, I don't believe they should, they should be paid, but I think there should be a way to compensate these kids. Because when, if you do open it up for that, well, what's Marshall going to do? Well, Ohio yeah. State can do it. They can pay. They have 45 sports. They can pay all their players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just with Texas. They have their own network. You know, they, can, they have the means to do that. Mm-hmm. What are these non-power – and even some of the power – I think WVU would struggle to do that. Yeah, I think and they're so. They're a power five school. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't think it's paying players. I think it's let's find a way to get higher education involved with these kids. So say, for instance, if, if, you're, if I came from a single-parent home, I got Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. Pell Grant was, you know, uh, it was money, federal money that, you know, you had to sign up for and you got to check each semester. Well, why not give every kid that? Mm-hmm. Just because, and, I, and there's some kids because I see it now at our at, at the D two level. There's some kids with two parents, both parents work, you know, but they get by. Mm-hmm. But he can't get Pell Grant because they make too much money, right? So he <laughs> is worse off than the, you know. So let's let's find a way to to if, say make it a qualification. You have to be three student, just in that, but give them that money. Yeah. So I agree. say if so if Pell Grant sixty five hundred dollars, then and anyone that's been to college knows if they, if someone gave you a check for six grand, 
you, it felt like six hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you absolutely. already know how to you already know how to get that done, and then and then your non uh, scholarship or whatever you that would that that can compensate that. I know when the second year I was at WU, they added the snack. They added the the snack. So it used to be from you know June and July and August, you didn't get a check, so you had to kind of. Make means in the summer, so I, I knew it is, and now they get that check. So mm-hmm. I, so I feel like the gap has been reached. I don't think I don't think you get to pay players, but I think we have to find a way to compensate and, and use, you know, all this education because you know, all the, there's, there's so much money for education. You think right. that there's scholarship, there's, there's this, there's just that. Give them the parameters, especially your non-scholarship, you know, your volleyball, and uh, and say, hey, all right, well, if you're from uh, you're from Cincinnati, all right, you you have the Cincinnati scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, and this this pays you this, and this helps you with books, and this helps you with room and board. This helps you with your meal plan, and, and do it that way instead of getting into that slippery slope. Because then it becomes a recruiting advantage. Yeah. Well, the haves and the have not. Well, yeah, which it already is now. Yeah, you know, when you look at some of these facilities these these teams build, and some of the uniforms, and this and that, and you know, you're looking you're looking at some of these schools like, well, hey, we we can't, you know, how are we gonna? Right. You know, we can't compete with that. So we're, it's already that gap, and I think if we if we did get into that, it just further that gap even more. Yeah, I think I think what you have to do is improve the student athlete lifestyle. Yes, and also too, um, you know, I'm I'm even for setting them up for success, and even maybe you know instead of just handing over six thousand dollars. You know, maybe make the number six thousand because that's the number you threw out, and then but hold some of it back in an IRA. And when you graduate, young man, we're going to let you walk out of here mm-hmm. uh, debt free, and then you can then cash in this, and ha- you'll have you know ten thousand dollars in this account. So not only you know, and top to bottom, football, basketball, right. baseball, volleyball, women's basketball. Because what people don't understand, the people that are talking about paying athletes. They don't understand that it's an athletic department. It's not an organ, a football organization. And they're saying pay because they think they're struggling. You right. know what I mean? Like you know, if you if you see some of the dorms and some of the stuff that these kids have, they're they're not struggling. Yeah, it, it's it, it's they're far from it. Especially and even I mean I've like I said I only, I only mentioned Marshall because I I went I got a chance to go to their spring game, but awesome facilities, the great places to live. You know, it's just it's just a smaller school. You know, that's that's the only thing. So, right. you, you know, I definitely I definitely hear you with the comp- compensation, but I, I think there's a there's a better way to do it through the educational system, through all that, through programs, and like I said, have parameters. Like you got, like you said, you have to be a three student, or you have to be this. Or and I've always thought the where we miss on these kids is education them financially. Mm-hmm. These kids that do get pale, or these kids that do this, like hey, all right, well. Do you want to buy a car or do you want to do this? Do you want to get this? Can you can afford to send mom money home, mm-hmm. or do you have to pay your bills? You know, so educate financial education should be a part of every program. You know, with that because you know, and that's one thing you had to learn, and you had to learn the hard way. There might be one month. I remember our cable got cut off because we wanted to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. We wanted to buy George. We wanted to buy a chain. <laughs> you know, right. and that was the and there, there wasn't a call to mom. Hey, mom, he, yeah, there ain't no way. You got to figure it out. So I think, but I think we can educate them, and we can get them on a plan, and we can you know lay it out for them. And I think financial education is huge. And like you said, 
you know, getting them to say, put $100 a week away, mm-hmm. you know, put that in, you know, start teaching them about these RAs and these bank, you know, all these stuff, these financial stuff. So like you say, when they do graduate, not only do they have their education, like you say, now they're not having to pay back. And there's, there's no way to avoid it. You're going to have, you're, you're, mm-hmm. there's a, it's just the way the system's designed, you know, it, it keeps you in debt, but there's a way to, to keep you out of there instead of for 20 years, five years, maybe you're paying back stuff. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you know, you're talking about it from a D2 level. Cause most, you know, there's probably how, how many kids that you're on your team probably don't even hit the 50 percentile mark as far as getting their I would funds say, paid. I would say in, and, and I always tell people, you know, at the at the top level, you have 85 scholarships. So West Virginia has 85 scholarship, full scholarship athletes. Uh, FCS, which would be your Robert Morris's, and those can have 65. Not all FCS schools have 65 right. financially, but yeah. some of your top tier, you know, in your North Dakota states and those Youngstown states can offer those kids 65 full scholarships. We have 39 scholarships. So where where you have to get where it gets different is. We still have 110 guys on our team, mm-hmm. so we have to figure out a way. You know, so some some part or there's no really full rides on our team. Right, and there are some kids that we take care of, and they're usually seniors. And they will say, "Hey, your next semester we'll play, we'll pay that." Right, you know, just be, you know because they put in work <laughs> for so long. Right, but a hundred, I say, ninety five percent of our guys pay. Yeah. Or paying something. So, so you so got to be interested. And so we definitely have gotten creative, you know, with, you know, teaching these guys finance and teaching these guys. A lot of these guys, they live in the dorm. They don't live off campus because all campus means power bills, water bills, cable bills, internet, and all that stuff, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 but it's, it's, it's setting you up for life. And that's what college is supposed to be teaching you anyways, you know, yeah. and it's trying to do that. So, but it's awesome. You know, we got we have great kids. We have a great community behind our kids, and uh, we have to continue to educate. And, and that's that's what they say. When you stop thinking, that's when you die. Yeah, amen. Well, man, we've been at this for about 45 minutes. Ouch. We probably could have went by another hour. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know. I know. There's still a lot of things I wanted to, I wanted to throw at you. But hey, well, hey, it's, it's always good to have a we'll conversation. Come back. Hey, I promise you this. When we win that conference championship, I, I'm, I'm going to need to come back on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to first just kind of say thanks, first of all, for coming on and also, too, just for your generosity over the years of always giving back to the kids and the people of West Virginia. I mean, I don't know. um, You might want to change your number after I say this, but, you know, any time that I've called you and asked you to help me with something, a project, uh, fundraisers, anything, um, if you were available, you were there. And I see you – I see you at Scott's football camp, oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. I see you at these football camps and, and dealing with the youth. And, man, I don't think people understand, one, how important that is, and also, two, how much of your free time that you give up to do that. So, uh, from for me, I just wanted to say thanks from, you know, for, for taking the time for how many years now? Yeah. And well, doing that, that for the kids. And, and, again, that goes back to, you know, Coach Nealon and us make you know, not making us, but, you know, Telling us, you know, go volunteer at the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, go do this in the community. You know, and I remember, you know, going to watch practice, the Cheat Lake, Cheat Lake team, of, you know, some of the coaches' sons played. So we'd go watch the Cheat Lake. Right. And, and now being in Charleston, you know, it's such a, it's a, it's a, it's a broad community, but it's a tight-knit community. Right. So 
uh, you know, your daughter may dance. I, I may know the dance teacher. You know, mm-hmm. I may one day I might be sitting there. Hey, what are you doing here? Well, I know, the, you know, so you, it's always those inner inner those connections that you don't. And I kind of mentioned that earlier, those connections that you don't know that you have mm-hmm. that, you know, and not, like on Facebook, you know, there's, there's so many ways to connect. And I always tell people if I can do it, <laughs> I'll, I'll be there, yeah, you know, and yeah. you never want to tell people to people know, but you know, everyone's time is valuable. And, and I, but I've always thought, you know, if I was a kid and a mountaineer, especially a diehard sports fan as I was, mm-hmm. you know, and, and someone said, well, Hey, I'm going to a camp like Noel, he's going to be here next week. Right. Right. And if I knew, I'm a 10-year-old kid, and I've watched, especially with YouTube now. Right, right. I know Noel Devine is going to be in Charleston, West Virginia. I'm telling my mom, whatever we got to do, can I go to this camp? Yeah, let's and go. And I'm begging, and I'm going to wear her out right. <laughs> until that camp goes. So, and, so again, so when it, it, and, and I appreciate you even thinking of me, but I always encourage people, if, if, if you can get out, especially for kids, because there might be that kid that that – that is looking forward to that so much because mm-hmm. I know how I would have been that to show up and just, I mean, hell, half the time it's an hour or you know, 20 minutes, you know, you, hey, they don't want you to say, hey, you know, give them a pep talk and, and go on. So it's awesome. And like I said, I will, until I leave the surf, I will always try to do that, do that and help out and, and be, and again, one of the perks of being from West Virginia and all mm-hmm. that stuff that pe- people remember you with. All that good stuff, and they could just get on YouTube, and I don't know who that guy is, but they can watch you run, and they're a fan for right, life. Right, right, right. Well, Quincy, thanks, my man, for coming on. We'll do it again. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for downloading the show this week. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Touchdown City Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Also, too, if you'd like to support the show, swing by touchdowncity.com. You can pick up a t shirt. We got $5 t shirts, $10 t shirts. That helps us keep it moving, and uh, and I appreciate you guys checking it out. We'll be back next week. We're here in the next few weeks. We're going to spread out the show throughout the course of the summer, but, of course, in late August. We'll kick it back up full-time with uh, Avon and Derek. They'll be back here with me, but I thought I would get you guys some summertime fill, some, some stuff to think about and listen to during the summertime as we get ready for football season. So, again, thanks for downloading the show, and uh, you'll hear from us soon. Thanks a lot. Now.